This week, Apple's losing control of the App Store, Netflix is getting into games, and Disney is expanding its lineup. It's Sunday, November 14th, 2021, and this is episode 610 of F5 Live, refreshing technology, a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Wherever you are and however you're accessing our show, whether it be on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat, through a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, TuneIn, or a myriad of other options through our live streaming platforms, uh, livestream.com, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, or of course, on our website, pluckitslive.com. Thank you for making us a part of your day. There are two ways that you can do that. The first is Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can go to f5live.tv slash join us. There you can chat with us in the studio and give us your feedback on the topics as we talk about them. If you can't do that, that's okay. Plunkitslive.com slash subscribe is the way to see uh, all of our shows, including F5 Live, Pilch Point, Plunkits Live Presents, and a whole lot more, and see all the ways that you can watch, listen, and follow along. Now, this week, we did something interesting. Uh, we've been talking about doing it for a little while. We did another uh, Plug Hits Live Unplugged. If you didn't get to catch it live, definitely go back to our YouTube channel and check it out. Alante and I did, and I'm not exaggerating here, four hours of blind reacts to holiday gift guides. <laughs> And we only got through a portion of what we wanted to. So we're not done. There will be more. Sometime this week we will do more. Uh, and so if you're following us on YouTube or on Twitch, that is the place to see all of that content. So follow us over on Twitch uh, and then you'll be able to see uh, when we go live, which is obviously the important part of doing a follow. Anyway, Abram, how are you doing? I can't hear you. All right. I mean, there we go. It's it's been a week and it's going to be a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> Indeed, it we, is. Uh, we just went back to the office for a couple of days uh, this week, so it's my first time commuting in a while. Sure, it takes me like an hour and fifteen minutes door to door to go from here to my office at work. Uh, I mean, that's that's what it was before the pandemic, so it's. It, the, the new office is about the same distance, actually maybe like a block closer than the old one. But, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a challenge. I think the biggest yeah. issue with any new office, with any going to working from home to besides um, besides the like the commute time, which now it's like that's two and a half hours. I had to do other stuff like right. maybe more work. I also have to be more conscientious about I also have to be more conscientious about my comings and goings than I do when I'm working from home. So like the the trains leave at certain times, right? If people sure. are taking the subway, that doesn't matter, but I take the Long Island Railroad, so that that has a schedule, right? And they uh so if I want to catch like the five twenty train, I have to leave my office by like four fifty five to make it. So if it's four thirty, 
and I just finished what I'm doing, a task, then there's the question, oh, do I start reading another article, editing another article? Do I start writing another thing? But I got to leave here at 4.55 or, or right. else I'm going to catch a later train, which often happens, or I'll just be chatting with someone and be like, oh, wait a second. I'm sorry. I got to cut this short. I got to leave. Um, whereas when I'm working from home, it's like, oh, okay, I'll just work on this until I'm done with it. And then, right. you know, I don't have to be as conscientious about it. I have to leave at this time. But uh, so that's, I mean, I guess that's always a difference for people going, you know, going to work, uh, going to work in an office and not. Although I suppose if you have a car and you're just commuting with your car, you just say, okay, fine, I'm going to reach a stopping point and go to my car. But when you have a particular schedule, you know, and, and that matters because like the next train will be another half an, half an hour. So I might get home right. much later. Uh, and if I get home too late, then my kids will already have dinner, have had dinner, and I don't want that. So Yeah, you miss family you know, time and stuff like that. So, you know, that's, I mean, that's just part of, part and parcel of the package. And then I guess the other thing is just trying to get comfortable in a different workspace. So here at home, I have had things, although it looks like a mess, uh, I have had things really laid out for me. Like I've got four monitors here and I've right. got a really powerful desktop and I've got my, my keyboard and my wrist rest and my, and my podcast mic and, and these nice wireless headphones and, like I've got everything set up the way that I like it for maximum uh, comfort and productivity, even, even, you know, my chair. Right. Nice. And I come into an office and like, you know, it's different. I have mm -hmm. to try and get things set up to be more um, comfortable for me, uh, whether that's bringing in a better keyboard, uh, making sure I brought all my, uh, all my wrist rests with me and, you know, making sure trying to get the company to give me like at least two monitors. So I have, so I have that, uh, trying to get to set up the chair. So it's good on my back. So it's, you don't it's, hate those it. all seem yeah. like, those all seem like little things, but they add up and I'm sure, and I'm sure that, I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that everyone in their own work is an artist and an artist needs their tools, uh -huh. right? So you gotta, you, everybody should have the best, the best tools that they can to make them the most comfortable so that they can concentrate on like the meat of their work, the creative uh -huh. part, the part that requires a brain, um, and not necessarily not have to concentrate on the minutia, uh, the, the little things like, oh yeah. man, my computer's slow and I got to click this or, oh wow, I got to figure out, you know, oh wow, my back hurts. I got to deal with that. Like you should be able to really focus on the important things. Right. So, you know, it's, it, it yeah. it's an adjustment that, that I'm making. I do really enjoy seeing my, my colleagues again in person. That's pretty cool. And, uh, and also, and we'll get into this a little bit in the pilch point segment tonight. I have to get used to um, our rule in the offices is, is uh, as is actually, I think the law in our state uh, is that we got to wear masks. So the, in the office all day. So that's something that I've had to get used to 
Yeah. And and that's another that's been another point of of adjustment. So, you know, you got to you got to adjust, but I do yeah. I do think I have gained a new appreciation for working from home before <laughs> these before these 18 months happened. I was the last person to want to work from home. Or no, don't make me work from home. There's too many distractions at home. I like to go in and see my friends. I like the the distance yeah. of like getting out of the house, being on the. Tr- I even liked the commute. It was like get me out of, like get me out of my house. But now, just looking at like the some of the things that you get from uh, remote work. Like this, like the added commute time and, and all that. I, I really see why there were a lot of people before this pandemic who were like, no, 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 it's it's great working from home. Yep. I've been doing it for, for many years at this point. Uh, God, I think we shut down the... I was looking at it recently. I think we shut down the Tampa office like five or six years ago. Um, and... I've been working from home ever since. I'm fortunate. I know everybody's not this. I'm fortunate to have been able to set up a space that is work, you know, so that I still have that demarcation line. Um, when I'm done, when I'm done working for the day, I'm done working for the day if I want to be. Um, but yeah, when I when I started this new job, it was I was accepting it before the lockdowns. <laughs> um, and I did my new hire paperwork after the lockdowns. I did, I did all my new hire paperwork remotely. But as I was accepting it, I'm thinking, oh, are they going to make me come into the office? Oh, no. <laughs> and then, uh, then they sent me, because everything was, was remote, they sent me these two monitors. And I'm like, oh, they've sent me two monitors. That's nice. And I looked at them like, oh, they're 24s. What am I going to do with 24s? I'm going to use them to prop something up, maybe. <laughs> they're going to take I'm, up. I'm not going to take up space in my in my space. Now they're going to take up space. I was fortunate to be able to get into the office for about 10 minutes, so I took the monitors over there and abandoned them. Yeah. But in my head, yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking the same thing you are. I'm like, well, you know, here I've got my multi monitor set up, and there I don't. Here I've got. My my big computer there I don't though in fairness for my development work I use a a laptop provided by the client anyway, but it is a it is a portable server they sent me it's a Xeon processor with sixty four gigs of RAM this thing is a beast so I'm not sad about it, <laughs> but yeah I mean the the idea of of having two spaces like that was not appealing to me so I yeah. Get it. I mean, I think it's fair to say without, you know, talking without talking just about my job or my company that it's almost always the case that whatever a company gives you as a standard issue thing is never as good as what you would pick for yourself because they're not interested in what's, you know, they're just being efficient. So like, here's the company laptop, here's the company monitor, here's the company keyboard, here's the company desk, here's the company chair. And I don't think, you know, there's a lot of people in, in jobs that just don't care. Like, sure, whatever you give me is fine with me. But mm-hmm. for me, you know, I want it my way, right? And um, 
Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it depends. The last thing I'll say about this is when I worked at about.com, which I did for nine years, at one point we moved into a new office and they were buying these fancy Herman Miller air on chairs for people. And I said, I don't like the Herman Miller air on chair. This is, that's the chair with all the mesh in the back of it. Uh-huh. It's like a, was at the time, at least like a thousand dollar chair. I said, listen, I don't like the thousand dollar chair. How would you, would you guys be okay with me buying, just buying whatever chair I want at office Depot and having it shipped here and, and you reimburse me for that. And we were a small enough company at that moment that they were uh-huh. okay with it. Right. Most places would not. And so I bought this green leather chair and I had it and I love that thing. <laughs> and I had it with me for like the rest of the nine years I was there. We moved offices a bunch of times. And I had to make sure that my chair came with me because they would put all the chairs together and we moved uh-huh. the office and I'd find my chair in the conference room or something. When I came back, I was like, no, 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 that's my chair, the green leather one. Bring it, to, uh-huh. bring it to my desk. So I had this chair for like nine years. And when I, when I left after nine years, they threw me a going away party and they gave me like some clippings from the chair. They, they clipped some of the leather off of the chair or something and gave it to me in like a frame. I don't know what happened to that actually. I should find it. But they clipped some of the leather off the green leather off the chair, off my chair, and like, you know. So anyway, I don't know. I was not prepared for that ending. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway. I mean it was that was nice of them. I had a nice going away party there. Anyway. Uh that uh so anyway, back to uh regular stuff, but I'm getting Getting used to it, I guess. What I'm well, saying. that's good because it's your only choice, right? You got to get yeah used to it yeah. and back into the groove. So, speaking yeah. of getting into the groove, let's get into the news. This week's Nifty Gifties on F5 Live is proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. Whether you're looking for a new laptop, a tablet, uh, desperately seeking an Xbox, new games, and a whole lot more, you can get them at the Microsoft Store. And remember that current students, faculty, parents, and active military can save up to 10% on almost everything. To browse the products and learn more about the discounts, you can go to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. So probably one of the the biggest tech topics of the last year, certainly probably the biggest uh, tech legal topic of the last year has been the Microsoft, what, the Apple uh, Epic Games lawsuit. Um, Lots of interesting things have happened there. If you haven't been following along with us, uh, you may not know that there were 10 uh, counts um, charged by Apple. Epic against Apple. Apple uh, won in nine of the ten. The tenth one was uh, demand that Apple add the ability into their policies or technology or whatever the rules were um, to allow uh, developers to include third-party payment options or at least links to third-party payment options. Um, They lost on that one. So Apple was forced to do it. They were given a deadline. The deadline has been coming up. Um, Apple asked for an indefinite stay, um, on the, 
on the order, essentially asking that it not be enforced until all appeals have been exhausted. And the judge this week said, no, absolutely not. You could you could have asked for an extension, and I would have considered it. But yeah, no, no indefinite stay of this order. Uh, you asked for 10 additional days, you get 10 additional days, and that is it. So Apple has a couple of weeks <laughs> um, to get this into place. They have said that they will appeal both the original ruling and the uh, the dismissal here, <laughs> but that I mean that that's a big move to have said no. Can we just pretend this doesn't exist until all of our appeals are completed in three or four years? <laughs> that's that's a ballsy request, I think. What do you think, Abram? Yeah, look, they're trying every day as money, right? Right. Every day they put it off as money, right? True. So, so that's what they're trying to do. Every day, every day they put it off is more money in their pocket that they're that they're trying to make. So, yeah, of course they're gonna, of course they're gonna try to delay it as long as they possibly can. But they could have asked for a longer extension. The judge basically said, if you had asked for a longer extension, we'd be having a different conversation right now. But you didn't. And so here we are. You get 10 days. End of conversation. That's that's, that's, that's interesting to me. Because I, I would have said, give us 90 days. And the judge would have been like, okay, you can have an extra 90 days. But can we delay this three or four years until all of our appeals are complete? I didn't have any expectation that that was going to go their way. Apparently they did. That seems silly to me. Uh, it's not the death penalty, you know. It's like True. they seem to think that they can just like they don't have to actually act on it until all the appeals are exhausted. Right. Yeah. And the, the judge said, uh, that, so, uh, is this the quote? Yeah. So in short, Apple's motion is based on a selective reading of this court's findings and ignores all of the findings which supported the injunction, namely incipient antitrust conduct, including Super competitive commission rates resulting in extra, extraordinarily high operating margins and which have not been correlated to the value of its intellectual property. So they basically said, this would cause irreparable harm. And the judge said, no, I think you've caused irreparable harm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry. Sorry, Apple. I guess it's, uh, <laughs> you're out of luck. What, what I find most interesting about all of this and something that, that a lot of people have pointed out is the fact that this ruling will not affect Epic Games who brought the case in the first place. <laughs> because one of the other requests of the court was to force Apple to allow Fortnite back into the store. And that one Epic lost on. So... <laughs> While Apple is being forced to allow third-party payment systems, Fortnite got kicked out of the store for a third-party payment system, but Apple was not forced to allow them back in. 
So. Right. So, <laughs> right. So this is a, a Pyrrhic victory, right? They, they, right. I guess somebody, if someone who's in the store, if someone is, who's in the store tries to implement a third party payment system now, then I guess they can, but yes. it doesn't mean they have to let somebody, doesn't mean they have to let them in. Right. So that is, that is a fascinating aspect of this. The company that brought the case in the first place who theoretically won on this one count will not be able to enjoy the fruits of that labor because they're still not allowed back into the store. Unfortunate. Well, like a lot of court cases, it's more theoretical than, uh, than helpful to that particular company, but they still Epic still gets some appeals. Right. And, yes. and, and so there's every, still the possibility. Every ruling here is temporary. <laughs> right. There's also the possibility we talked about the other day about uh, Apple having to allow side loading, right? So, right. So that would also solve, well, it's not as good a solution for Epic's problem, but it would solve Epic's problem a little bit. Right. right? Because they, the best if you're solution is to be in the Apple store. If you're side loading, you probably weren't going to be using Apple's payment system anyway. Right. But I, but I mean, the the reason that Epic doesn't want to be in it, want to use a third party payment system is they don't want to give Apple commission, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the bottom line is, yeah. So the bottom line is, if you don't want to give Apple commission, you now can use a third party payment system, mm-hmm. or possibly in the future you may be able to have someone side load your app, although sideloading is never going to be as popular of a way uh, of a way to distribute an app as being in the main app store and being in a third party app store will never be as popular either. Like you, you need to be the prime real estate is to be in Google play for Android and to be Mm -hmm. in the app store uh, for, for Apple, because a lot of people just aren't going to, to go that little extra mile of, depending on how, and we don't even know how hard it's going to be to enable sideloading on, on iOS if it's ever allowed. Right. So, but people don't want to go that extra mile. In fact, this is just a little side note, but I don't know if you saw that the other day, Mozilla Firefox was like, there's some other Firefox. Firefox was allowed into the Microsoft store and they made a big uh, deal about it. Mozilla made a big deal about it because they are, I think, the first third-party browser that was allowed in the store, at least the first third-party browser with a different rendering engine than Edge uses. Okay. So they made a big deal about this, and I got their press release, and, and they were really pitching it to us. And my thought was, who, like, who cares? You could just, you could download, you could have downloaded Firefox on your PC and installed it. But their press release said, and this I'll never forget, said something like without going through the hassle of downloading and actually installing the app you can just click something (laughs) in the microsoft store and i was thinking like how much of a hassle is it to just download and install software on a pc Uh, weird (laughs) so i guess if they think that's a hassle i guess there's no uac if you if you download it from the store if they think that like people would have to 
know to go to our website and download it. Like, yeah, they, they'd have to know, you know, how computers have worked since the beginning. Yeah, I mean, if you're that <laughs> ignorant about, if you're that ignorant about technology, about computers, you probably won't be installing, you probably wouldn't know about Firefox and you probably wouldn't want to install it. Firefox in particular. <laughs> right. Because it, it's, it's, at, least, the... at least Chrome is a household name. You know what I mean? Right. Firefox is right. not. <laughs> Weird. Right. Um, speaking of sideloading, though, did you see Tim Cook had a quote this week? Uh, if if you want to sideload apps, buy an Android phone. <laughs> okay, I will. That was... That was a pretty pretty blunt uh, response to the 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 laws that are that are Sold. currently on the books. <laughs> I just thought that was a really funny like, I'm I'm all in. This is the way it works. I don't want to do it. You're not going to make me do it. <laughs> right. So sounds uh strangely Elon Musky to me, which is interesting because he's yeah. he's real like no. Okay. Yeah. Tim Cook has never like been that guy, you know. Uh Steve Jobs was throwing the the iPhone 4 at the designer cuz he didn't like the white. Yeah, Steve Jobs was the no kind of guy, but Tim Cook seems like a oh. I'll let the other guys be hard-nosed for me. It's just an interesting seemingly out of context uh or out of character maybe quote for him that I really liked. It was fun. Anyway, um, like I said, this this trial, well, this trial is over, but this case is long from over. We will continue to follow it because, I don't know, we've enjoyed the topic, so I can't imagine that that's going to change. This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. The best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all of your devices. You can get a special price with a 31-day money-back guarantee by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. All right, so you teased it at the top of the show that you've got something to show off today that I'm very excited about. What have you got? All right, so a little bit of a introduction. As we all know, masks are a protective masks are a big part of our lives. No matter how you feel about them, they are they are required in many places. And many people want a mask that take want a better quality mask to give them either more features or better protection uh, or or something. So uh, there's been a little, not a ton of innovation going on until, but there's been a few smart masks that have been developed and this is the latest one and the reason that i'm covering it even though i'm not a, a med tech person is because it's from razor 
Now, Razer, you R-A-Z-E-R, you may recognize as the one of the world's leading peripheral vendors. They make keyboards, they make mice, they also make laptops, they make quite a few things. And now they make a mask. This mask. This is the Razer Zephyr. This is a mask, a mask that has a number of uh, really interesting features on it. I'll go over the features and I'll put it on because I don't know if this will affect your ability to hear me when I put it on. So first Can't of all, okay. So first of all, I, I've worn this for a, a little bit, not a long period of time. My colleague, Andrew Friedman, did a full review of this, which you can find on Tom's Hardware. He had some real mixed feelings about it, but let's talk about it first. So it's $99, which is not terrible for something that's a reusable product. Although it has three filters in it that you need to buy from Razer and you can buy them in little packs like this. I think it's like 10, so like $10 and each of these filters lasts for three days. So you definitely would, if you were using this every day, you would probably, you know, be spending $20, $30 a month on filters. The, so the mask has a few really neat features that you don't see elsewhere. First of all, you'll notice the front is clear. Uh, that means that you can see someone's lips through it. So they can, you know, all these issues that people have with not being able to read lips, not seeing somebody's facial expression, this solves for that. It also has two it also has two fans so these side pieces here are fan have fans under them and this is where the filters come in you can you change the filters which are underneath here there's like a magnetic thing holding in place and and so these are the intake and this is the outtake and this also has a little filter under it and the idea is that the fans bring cool air in so it makes it, it should make it a bit more comfortable than a lot of other masks. It also has RGB. So the, there's there are lights uh, on each of these rings here that you can control with an app over Bluetooth as you control the fans over Bluetooth. And, uh, and there's also light inside. Um, if you turn it around, you can see inside it's, it's a little bit like um, one of those things that if you've ever used a CPAP or like an oxygen mask at the hospital or something, it's got this kind of rubber stuff. Now, I have to say this can really dig into your top of your nose, even though it is very soft. Uh, I think it's like silicone. Uh, and we obviously haven't tested this for long periods of time to see if this is going to last for months or years or you're going to have to be able to replace a piece or, or something. Um, the Originally, when this was shown at CES last year, it had a really fancy band in the back. Uh, they they decided to cut the cost of this, and so it just uses this pretty cheap elastic system where it just goes here and there, which is not as cool as the prototypes that they showed. It also does not have some special disinfectant thing like the original prototype that they showed had like a, you put it and it would have like ultraviolet light or something put on it to disinfect. This does not have that, um, but it is uh, it is pretty neat. Now you'll see it. Now let me try it on for you. And uh, but before I do that, let me uh, let me fire up the app because there's an app, and I will show you the Razor Zephyr app. 
Why is it not? Why is it not? Oh, it's under Z for Zephyr. Okay. Not R for Razor. So, got to turn on. Supposedly, this gets about eight hours of battery life. Although, let's see. Hmm. This is in pairing mode. We don't want it in pairing mode. No, no, it's kind of, it's coming on. All right. Let's see. Reconnecting. Can you see? Yep. Reconnecting. Okay, it's connected. It so you can see there's not a, there's not a lot of options, right? There's maybe you can't see easily on the camera. There's the fan speed high or low. We'll put it on low to start. There's a fan speed high or low, and then there's the internal lighting and external lighting settings, which you can uh, control either. There's only a few effects. You can have a solid, you can have a breathing, a static, which is just a solid color, or spectrum. And that's that's the extent of it. And then you can have the same thing for the internal light. It's interesting how so, similar the UI for that is to the UI for the monster luminescence stuff. Really? So yeah. okay. Almost so, identical. Uh I won't hear you for a second because I'm gonna try to put this on. And okay. I'll try to put the headphones on after I put it on. So give me a sec. You can All witness right, me will, putting it on. This will be which, interesting. I'm which excited is about this. Part of the part of the uh, part of the hands-on. So <laughs> and part of the mystique. All right. So there's two straps here, and this one goes on first in the back under your ear. And then there's this one. This one goes behind you. And there's like a little drawstring that you see a drawstring you use to tighten. And let's try with the headphones. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. And it sounds uh, how much do I sound? It sounds less like a McDonald's drive through than I was expecting. Now this is on the low fan speed. Uh, I will try on the high fan speed just to see how much noise there is. Okay, can you hear the higher fan speed? Not even a little bit. Uh, you definitely could hear it here. Now, oh, there is, it is. is well, uh, your your microphone is doing some uh, noise cancellation on you. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, I it's doing I it's hear it a little bit do. now. I pushed my I pushed my earbuds in a little bit more, and now I can hear it a little bit if I'm listening for it. Now the internal now. What actually is probably smarter would be that you turn off the lighting. You probably get longer battery life if you turn off the lighting. Um, so it smells a little rubbery in here, but um, you know, it's uh, I don't like how it's pushing up my glasses a bit, but that's a problem. I guess with a lot of masks, I could kind of put pull it down a little bit. Um, looking at the sides, I'm, it feels like they're pretty secure. I mean. I don't like the adjustment thing because it's all this, this uh, you know, drawstring. It's like a drawstring bag almost. Um, the the biggest problem with this, I have to say, is the peripheral vision. So it's it's heavy, a little heavy, not not very heavy, but very heavy compared to a regular mask. And the peripheral vision of like you know, looking down in front of you. If you want to look down, you gotta move your head. You can't because this is sticking out, so it's gonna block your like downward peripheral vision. 
Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm not. I'm not sure. I wish I could make it a little brighter because the lights. I think it needs to be like dark to really for you to really see the RGB effect. Um, but the question is, why would you buy this? So, I mean, in theory, having these fans would make it easier to breathe. However, I have to say, I don't, I'm not really feeling it. You know, I mean, it's not bad. It's pretty good for breathing, but I don't know if it is significantly better than my regular, than my regular mask. Okay. Um, now, I should say that I don't use a cloth mask. I, uh, for my daily driver, I use what's called a KF94 mask. And the KF94 mask is uh, from Korea, and it's kind of a box shape. And so it gives you a space sort of like this does, but not, not bulbous like this. And so... Like, I get decent airflow in that, uh, and I, I think that actually, before I had tried this on, I thought, oh man, this is going to be, this might look geeky, but it might be make me comfortable wearing a mask all day, and I have to say it's like more of a weight on my face, and the airflow, even on the high speed, is not, it's not like a fan is coming in. The other thing that's really, really, really important to note now, I mean, one thing that this has, I wish every mask had is the clear business, but I don't know. How easy mm -hmm. is it to see my lips? Um, Maybe I need the internal lighting on again. Let's I was going to say, so it, it does appear. There it is. There we go. Okay, so now I can see. I'm getting a little reflection of the monitor, um, mm -hmm. which which is creating a little bit of like a, like a one-way mirror. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. but, but no, generally... Generally, I can see I can see your lips even through the camera and with the with the one way mirror thing happening. Just so. just for a second here, just much for edification, let me turn off the light and see if can you see yes. the RGB is any better. Oh yeah, significantly better. When it goes to a dark yeah. color like it is now, it it's a little washed, but the blue is real clear. Whatever it is now is not. The yellow or white that it's on right now is pretty clear. Whatever it's on now is not. So it's going between uh, a light color and a dark color. And when it goes to the dark color, it's completely gone in the camera. But I would imagine in person, yeah. it's probably a little stronger than you know dealing with you know auto adjusting lights and all the weird stuff that cameras do. So what I what I don't like, and I haven't used this a ton before today. Uh, although my colleague wore it for hours, so he, he really is, is there's kind of a rubbery feel and smell inside. And, um, I mean, with any mask you have, you have the issue of, you know, you get sweaty in there and smell it or whatever, but I just had some for a couple of minutes, and I don't know. I guess the, the rubbery thing here is a little bit of rubbery smell. Perhaps the most important thing, though, is we don't know how well this protects you. Right. Um, that, that, that actually is the most important thing. Hold on a second. I'm going to take this off so we can look at it a little closer again. Okay. I would like to point out, uh, for our viewers and listeners, 
that my favorite so, takeaway from what Avram just said was when he first put it on, he said, and I quote, it smells a little rubbery in here. And I actually yeah, laughed so, out loud. Yeah, because you have, because you have, because it's like this, you know, you have this rubbery substance here and, you know, it's pressed against your face, unlike, say, a paper substance or, or whatever. So, and it's, so... The thing though is we what we don't know about this for sure is we don't know how safe it is. Razor makes no uh, no claims. They actually call it a wearable air purifier, but nobody wear. But let's be for real here. Nobody wears a mask because they're worried about like having a nicer set of air or like pollen. They 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 wear a mask because they either are worried about COVID or they're or they're required to wear a mask because of COVID. But they don't wear a mask for any reason except for COVID. So, so to call something a wearable air purifier is, you know, it's kind of a CYA move. Like, well, we we haven't had this tested. We haven't. We can't guarantee anything. Uh, use at your own risk. Now, at the same time, it's probably more effective than a than a cloth mask. But you know, these filters, and this is, I'll show you a filter up close. These filters are quote unquote N95 style. But what does that really mean? Uh, well, first of all, we could go back and talk for a second about what what the N95 is. Because uh, I was just explaining this to my nine-year-old over uh, bedtime. These are the bedtime conversations we have. Uh, N95 is certified by NIOSH as being able to um, being able to uh, basically keep out 95% of tiny particles, which would include germs. Now, this is N95 style. It's not certified as anything. And what we also don't know besides the filter is what about the areas around the filter? Can stuff get in through? Oops, see the filter fell right out. There's the fan underneath. Can can stuff get through here? Can germs get through? What about the sides? What about the top? You know, like sure, the filter may be the filter may may or may not be you know ninety five percent effective, but we don't care about the filter. We care about the mask, right? Also, when you have a fan pulling air in, it actually needs to be better, not worse, because now you're now you're testing the filter the uh, the filtration more because you're actually you know pulling more in. So um, what I have here, I will show briefly if I can pull one out, one of my daily driver masks. So this here is a KF94 mask. And I, I there are a couple websites you can buy these from. Uh, one is called Be Healthy USA and one is called Collecta, K-O-L-L-E-C-T um, or E-C-T-E. And uh, these are these are Korean. So N95 is America's standard. KN95 is China's standard, and KF94 is Korea's standard. Now, if you get them from a reputable seller, which Amazon the people on the various sellers on Amazon are not necessarily reputable and maybe selling you a ripoff, um, you um, these are supposed to be really really good. Uh, there's a guy on YouTube named Aaron Collins, you can look him up, who actually is an aerosol scientist that tests these. 
and he's tested them like trying to shoot particles through them whatever and found that like he has a spreadsheet online that you can look at and it's like this brand that i have here botten is 99.1 percent or something effective at preventing uh particles from coming through so but razor doesn't make any claims like that at all and no one has tested this uh that we know of i actually wrote to mr collins and i asked him hey would you if i sent you one of these could you test it with your aerosol stuff and he said i'd love to know how it works but i'm i'm too busy right now so uh you know so we don't know but that's a shame my uh, my uh my recommendation to folks would be if you're concerned about safety and i think that's and comfort actually don't get one of these it's like it's a cool idea especially the fact that people can see your lips through it which is something that you know we haven't seen on too many other products uh but instead i would i recommend i would recommend for folks who really care about their mask and this isn't really a high-tech recommendation uh that they get a disposable high quality mask like a kf94 um, or a kn95 from a reputable seller um and these actually are more comfortable than cloth masks because they give you some breathing space in front of your face uh and they don't have fans sucking things in uh and they don't use any electricity but they give you a lot better peripheral vision than this thing and the cost of these is about a dollar a mask if you buy them in bulk so i bought a hundred of these for a hundred dollars and you know you wear it for a day and you throw it away and uh you know that yes that adds up over time but if it's if you're worried about your safety then a cloth mask is about 50 percent effective a surgical mask is maybe 70 to 80 percent effective and these are you know over 95 percent effective often according to these tests 99 percent effective at blocking particles coming into you uh so anyway uh, long story, long story short, I, I applaud razor for, for the effort here, but without showing us the actual safety of the mask, I mean, again, maybe, maybe you're one who is less concerned about safety and more concerned about comfort, but I have to tell you, it's not even that comfortable. Like it's probably more comfortable than a cloth mask. Uh, initially until you've had it sitting on your face for a while and weighing you down. But I actually found that these no fan or whatever are actually more comfortable, better breathing, um, more kind of space in front of your face. I think the number one thing that you can do to have a comfortable mask is have one that is kind of box shaped. So it provides some space in front of your nose and isn't pressed up right against your nose. Um, but you know, I, I do want to encourage uh, companies to to come out to innovate because uh, even after uh, the mask mandates are over, uh, there will be people who will always, who will want to wear a mask. And if you have been to various countries in Asia, as I've been to Taiwan many times, there were long before there was COVID, there were people wearing masks everywhere they went. And uh, I used to think, I used to hear, oh, they're wearing masks because if you're sick, you're supposed to wear a mask. If you, it would be rude if you were coughing and sneezing. Uh, but, you know, even if you're, you know, 
if you're wearing a low quality mask that protects other people uh, and that's great but if you wear a high quality mask you can also protect yourself from from other folks and you know i think even after uh, covid becomes less of an issue and we go back to i guess some semblance of normalcy if i'm going to the store i'll probably i'll probably still want to put on one of these because you know what uh who wants to get sick whether it's whether it's covid or the flu or whatever the next pandemic is um you know there's uh, i think uh, masks are going to continue to be things that people want both in the united states and elsewhere and so there's going to continue to be a need for innovation and i hope somebody i hope i i'm curious about some of the other innovations we've seen there's a company called microclimate air that makes one i'd love to try this uh that makes it's like 300 and it looks like a an astronaut helmet over your face uh, but again the heavier they get the more you have um bulkiness and limits your peripheral vision it's it's always it's always an interesting topic um especially for myself talking with somebody in some other states because because here i don't know i can't other than during roboticon i can't tell you the last time i saw somebody out and about wearing a mask <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in New York. It, just to remind our audience, I'm in New York here, where they take the mask stuff uh, very seriously, and I'm uh, I'm cool with that because uh, you know, frankly, we still have a lot of people around here who who have it, and I don't want to be bringing it home to uh, bringing it home to my to my kids who are not not vaccinated yet. So, um, you know, I. So people are, obviously, there's various levels of mask discipline. I ride the Long Island Railroad every day, and and I'd say about 90% of people are wearing masks. But, like, there's still 10% who are not. And all it takes is one of those people to to have COVID and breathe in the air that you're breathing in, and you could, you know, you could get sick. So, you know, obviously... I'm a big fan of uh, protect yourself, protect your family. Uh, obviously, it's there's risk. You've got to there's risk everywhere, and you've got to decide what level of risk you're comfortable with. Um, when you have a higher quality mask, you, it's easier to go places. And even if you're the only one wearing a mask, uh, if it's a good quality mask, then you are still protecting yourself. Not as much as if everybody was wearing a mask, but you're still protecting yourself. If you're wearing a cheap cloth mask then you're mostly protecting other people from you. But if you're wearing a high efficiency mask, then you're also protecting yourself. Uh, this is supposed to tout itself as being N95 quality, but without any any testing or any real assurances, uh, they don't actually doubt the mask is being N95 quality. I should say they tout the filters, which we can't guarantee right. are actually covering all of the access points. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, but it's it's interesting that Razer tried this and and you know what? Mm -hmm. Just in the context of Razer, Razer shows a lot of stuff at CES and never comes out with it. That's and I think sure. a lot of people's reaction to this Zephyr was like, wow, they actually did it. They came out with it. Good for them. And these have been selling out like selling out like crazy. Like they have different yeah. drops of them, and people have been selling them on eBay for ridiculous amounts of money. <laughs> uh and uh my 
my two cents on this is like don't like i was really excited about this when i first heard about it not because it was razor but because i thought it would be more comfortable with the fans mm-hmm. uh but uh and i like the idea of them seeing my lips but uh it's not if it if it looked comfortable to you when i was wearing it it's over the long haul it's it's not it's not comfortable right. It's not right. comfortable enough to be wearing it all day. And uh, I believe that uh, that Andrew spent a lot of time wearing it. There's probably content yes, he did. out there about it. Yes, yes. We have, an, we have a review of it. And again, he, he has the same... It, it, I mean, his big issue, and I, like I said, I haven't worn this for hours at a time, was he was actually getting like... It was hurting the top of his nose a bit. Um I, I tried this on my nine-year-old son today. I took some pictures, and he got a little red mark on his nose for a few minutes. Uh, I am really looking forward, though, to having uh, to putting up my profile picture with this on. If I could wear this plus those new HTC glasses or whatever, I'd be so I'd be so golden um, in terms of uh, just having a cyborg look. Uh, I wish I had had these for Halloween. I totally would have gone trick or treating in them. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, that combined with the the Vive fly glasses would be fantastic. Yeah, that's what I I would like to wear them together. I would like to wear them together. Like I said, I, I had high hopes. I mean, I I think yeah. I, I like the idea of it. I really do, uh, and I'd like to see places keep innovating and and trying stuff because uh, you know not everyone is going to want to wear a mask. Not everyone's going to want to wear a mask, particularly when they don't have to. But I think that you're going to see uh, some portion of the public continue to uh, wear masks protectively when they go out to the store or other places where they're around strangers in public. Yeah, for sure. Um, the the one that I I think we talked about it recently. Uh, the one that I'm interested in seeing in action is the uh, the Atmos. It's been it's been pending a long time. Because we had them on the show at CES 2020, and it's still in pre-order mode right now. Um, which it was when I wrote the summary, which published April 9th, 2020. <laughs> um, which is disappointing. I would love to see this thing in action, and I'm going to try and contact them. If uh, if I can get my hands on one, I'll uh, I'll write a review in, in our format and in your format. <laughs> yeah, want. I mean, I... I, there's a lot of really neat attempts at it. And I think the number one thing that people would like to see from their mask is uh, transparency. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this it would be nice if they, this one's fascinatingly yeah. like completely open with like an air thing that happens across the, I live.com slash CES slash 2020. Go <laughs> Go there, uh, you'll see the interview, and you'll see the actual hardware, and uh, there's a whole explanation on how it works. It is fascinating. I want to try one, because I want people to look and go, what in the hell is that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for sure a lot of people will say that if you wear this. <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. So, And what's the retail so, on that guy? It's not that expensive. It, uh, if you can get it in stock, it's only $99. It's the cost okay. of the filters that will... That will yeah. get you over time, uh, but it is a very like it comes boxed up nicely. It definitely feels like a premium razor product. Okay. It's just 
you know, the concept of it's a little heavy and rubbery uh, for my taste. Oh, also, it comes with this little thing, uh, which you spray on the to keep the, the lip part from fogging up. Um, oh, okay. This defogger stuff. Got it. Uh, but uh, interesting. You know, maybe I'll try. Maybe I'll try it again for a longer period of time. I think the lack of peripheral vision was enough for me not to not to wear yeah. its work. Yeah, that's... I'm, like I have no shame. I would I would be caught on the subway or caught in my job like this. I, I have no shame about that. I would oh, I know you would. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I would be excited to be the one out there looking <laughs> looking crazy with the the crazy steampunk mask. All the time, yeah. I mean, which is which is why why I'm watching the video play over here, which is why I keep pointing over here. Um, I, which is why I want to see this thing in action because it's it's wild. Yeah, <laughs> I do not. What mind I really want is just a, a space suit. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you got to watch out for those hazmat suits, though. I Dwight Schrute went and put a pair of scissors through them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, as per usual, Avram, thank you. This is a this is an interesting product that not everybody can get their hands on because they're having you know, like you said, they're selling out almost as quickly as they can they can drop them. So I appreciate you uh, showing it off. It's a shame. That it's not the uh, exciting product that we had hoped, but it is definitely the goofy product that I had hoped. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. there, there's definitely that. And as always, I look forward to what we talk about next. This week's Extra Life on F5 Live is proudly powered by Loot Crate. Whether you're a gamer, anime fan, or pop culture aficionado, Loot Crate has got a crate for you. They curate a bundle of collectibles, apparel, figures, and more that you can't find anywhere else. They get delivered directly to your door. It is like getting an awesome birthday present from yourself every month. And to learn more about the crates that are available and discounts that are going on, you can go to f5live.tv slash lootcrate. We talk about Netflix a lot. This will be the first time that we have a conversation about them in this section of the show. Netflix gaming is officially available for iOS and Android. Um, if you don't know, Netflix games is similar to um, Apple Arcade or Google Play uh, Pass, where you get... You know, you've got your subscription, you get games included, there's no in-app purchases, the whole game is available for you, but the difference is that A, it's from Netflix, and and so it's not directly from your store, and B, uh, it's included in your Netflix subscription. Um, interestingly, during the writing process of this article, <laughs> things changed to the best of my knowledge, um, I wrote an explanation on how to access Netflix games in the article, and I can't replicate it today. So, <laughs> let me tell you 
how it was supposed to work and how it's working right now. Uh, it's supposed to be on your bottom tab bar. There should be a games category. You tap it and it should take you and show you a list of games, trailers below it. You click the game, you get full details, and then you can go to your store to download it. And I guess you sign in with your Netflix account and it knows who you are. It knows what language you have selected on Netflix. Uh, if you don't have one selected or English is your selection, it will go to English. Uh, if you do have one selected, the games will try to localize to your language. Not every language is theoretically su supported, but they want to uh, they want to be able to support this to as many gamers as possible, which I think is pretty cool. That is not exactly how it's been working. Now, I am going to grab my phone while I'm talking right now. I'm going to open Netflix and see if we're back to normal. I'm no. going to do the same. Okay, no. Um, the search icon has come back on the bottom bar, which it had left the bottom bar while I was writing this article and it has returned. Um, instead, what you do is you scroll down and there is a content row. Uh, for me, it has been averaging either the fourth or fifth row right now. It's the fourth last night. It was the fifth. Um, and it says it's got the Netflix N and then the word games. And there you can see the games that are available. Currently there are six, uh, but the plan is to have more with time. Uh, and they really are, like, supporting as many people as possible. You've got the games tab at the bottom? Yes, I do. All right. Well, I'm going to open the Android device now <laughs> and do this again. Uh, uh, because And I indeed have the six games that you said. Okay. Oh, it's on my Android device now. I have never seen it on the Android device. I had only seen it on the iPhone, but it is absolutely on my Android device now. It was not last night. Now, um, I, I, I'm not going to check this while we're on the air, but I don't. I want to know if you know this. Are any of these games available anywhere else? Uh, let me let me do a little bit here, and then we'll see if that answers your question because I don't know. I, I don't entirely know what you're asking, but I think I'm about to answer it anyway. So, okay. uh, so Xbox Game Pass and Facebook Gaming, right? They were prevented from being in the iOS store because of the way they work, right? They, they're a fully internal game catalog that runs independent of the stores. Netflix has taken a different tact here. Uh, when you click on one of these games, it takes you to your device's app store. So if you're on Android, it takes you to the Android store. If you're on iPhone, it takes you to the Apple app store. Uh, and you download the game from there. And then you, uh, you log in with your Netflix account to unlock all of the content. I believe that uh, many of these games um, don't require a Netflix subscription to be able to play but there is the possibility of in-app uh, purchases for features but if you're a netflix subscriber you get all of it for free for example um the uh one of the games that's on there uh well there's two stranger things games right um and i believe that at least one if not both 
are in the Xbox store with um, with in-app purchases. So that's your difference. Um, that's how they got around what Microsoft and Facebook were dealing with. Um, Apple said, if you put them in the store and allow us to 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 track all of the games and approve them, then um, we'll allow you to do this. Um, but Microsoft can't really do that because of the way it works. Um, but Netflix could. So you can also, you can skip the Netflix app entirely and just go to Google Play or to uh, the App Store and search for the games and find them yourself. So did that answer your question, Abram? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the answer is you don't need Netflix to get these games, but you might get uh, you might get the benefit of things you would otherwise pay for in terms of in-app pur- purchases. Exactly. So it's very in that way, it is exactly like um, like Apple Arcade or Google Play Pass in that the apps are available and you could download the games yourself if you wanted to, but if you have the subscription, then you get the in-app purchases for free. So it's it's a cool idea. Um, obviously, anything Stranger Things is something that is going to appeal to me. Uh, I did uh, a Pikmin Bloom uh, live stream uh, the day that one came out, and um, I'm thinking maybe uh, Plug It's Live Unplugged episode in the near future. I might fire up the Stranger Things game. One of them, there's two. Uh, and play that on stream as well. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a cool idea. Several of the games are ones that are interesting to me. Obviously, both of the Stranger Things ones. Um, there is a... Looks like a physics puzzle game called Teeter Up. That looks like a lot of fun. And I feel like I shouldn't install it. Mostly because I feel like <laughs> I'm going to lose time to it. Uh, yeah yeah i spent enough time i've wasted enough time in my life playing a bubble pop game that i really really shouldn't like i the amount of hours of my life that i've played that but it's always it's kind of a downtime time like oh i'm on the train okay what say, I gonna do? train time you know or oh i'm you know i but yeah there's many times i've just been kind of sitting around like they're playing like this bubble pop game that I've been playing for like the last year. And I don't need another thing like that to, to, to involve me. It's bad enough. Uh, how many millions of hours I've spent popping bubbles, but, <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, yeah, I would like to see, I would like to see, I mean, it would be nice if there was something like this where you could actually have a Netflix of games I mean, there have been things like this before, like GameFly or Gamefly. whatever, where you could rent rent games. I mean, if if it was allowing you to do this with, I mean, it would be lovely to combine this sort of thing with NVIDIA GeForce Now. Right. Which, uh, in the theory, whole... that concept is kind of what, what Xbox Game Pass is, right? Because you've got mm-hmm. Xbox games, you've got PC games, you've got mobile games, you can stream PC games on mobile. You know, that's kind of what Xbox Game Pass is, uh, certainly on the Ultimate yeah. side. 
Um, and, you know, a lot of people are getting into this space because, you know, every time I get a, a quarterly, you know, wrap up of what the gaming space is doing and it is only going up. So it makes sense. Um, and with something like this, you know, Netflix has been doing a lot of like cross promotional stuff. They're working with, uh, with Walmart on, on merchandise that'll be available in Walmart's nationwide. And they've got these tie in games. It makes sense to me. So. Yeah. 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 The question, what other Netflix property would you want to see gamified? Would I want to see gamified or do I think is probably next? (laughs) Uh, I guess either one. Because Squid Game is next. Uh, Guaranteed. A game of that? I don't know. If I I had to put put money down on something, I would say that's their their next property. What would I like to see? You know, they've got a great they've got a great sci-fi uh uh universe created in Black Mirror. Uh that would be fun and it could be done episodic the way Telltale Games used to do. Mm-hmm. Um that so there'd be a lot of fun that could be had in there. Um I don't know. That one's been in my Umbrella head. Academy. Technically I mean, although I don't know what the game would be. Technically not theirs, so it would be a little complicated. Oh, um, it's oh, because they'd not? have to they'd have to license from uh, what Black Horse? Is it Black Horse that owns Umbrella Academy? Anyway, they'd have to license oh. for another medium, and it seems like uh, it seems like the owner would probably put that game out. But I could see Netflix teaming up with them to put the game out and then yeah. make it available in Netflix games. Yeah, I mean, on the other hand, that I don't know what it would be. Not yeah, that show is not necessarily gamified. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a good question. I also these are all mobile games, so it's hard for me to see like what's the yeah uh, what you really want out of it. Yeah. Oh, I I have to... one here. Go ahead. I can't wait. Here's my here's my million dollar suggestion. They should make a trivia game that is branded with the movies or toys that made us series is, which. Which I very strongly recommend if if you haven't seen them, especially the movies that made us. What an interesting idea that is. It's a great idea, and of course that would be that would be a smart move. Trivia games are are gaining in popularity again, so much so that Xbox is considering bringing back one versus one hundred. Please, please. This phone still rings with the one versus one hundred theme song because of the <laughs> Xbox game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although its text tone is the orange portal gun. Uh, and this one's text tone is the blue. Um anyway. Uh yeah. So trivia games are real good. That would be a that would be a good way to do it. Um, if they could figure out how to do a game version of the circle, I bet they'd have success. Um, because that, that shows real popular. Um, and you know, survivor has gotten into like a, a second screen type experience with a trivia game happening during the show. So maybe, 
maybe there'd be a way to do that too. Yeah, there's there's properties that they could they could rely on. It would be interesting. I am I would bet a lot on Squid Game being the next one. Um because they're desperately trying to capitalize on that. Um but they they do have some properties that would work <laughs> as opposed to just trying to capitalize on uh, but yeah, the six that are out there now are just the beginning. They're bringing more games uh, in the near future, and uh, I cannot wait to spend some time uh, with these games. I'm legitimately excited about it. This week's news from the tubes and F5 Live is probably powered by Malwarebytes. Whether you use a PC, a Mac, or a mobile device, Malwarebytes Premium is their strongest protection ever. It fights threats that traditional antivirus software can't stop, uh, as well as things like worms and trojans and exploits and bots and a whole lot more. Uh, it allows you to use your computer and mobile devices with confidence and peace of mind. To learn more and to get a special price, you can go to f5live.tv slash malwarebytes. So, legal topics it is. Um, <laughs> uh, Google has been dealing with uh, uh, anti-competitive and uh, antitrust complaints across the globe. Uh, even we've seen special uh, legislation passed in many places targeting Google in particular, you know, we kind of always go back to Spain's uh, Google tax on Google News that ended up going away because they just pulled out of the country entirely. Um, but when it comes to search, Google always seems to be in trouble. Um, the fact that they include their own services often sometimes prioritizing them has annoyed people across the globe both users and governments and this week we have two different uh, instances of governments being annoyed by that business practice the first is here in the united states there is a new uh, bill it's not google specific but it would certainly uh it's certainly targeted at google uh, as one of of its targets. It's called the Ending Platform Monopolies Act. And one of the things that they talk about is uh, search uh, specifically. Um, the end result of this bill is questionable. It's um, kind of a, a continuation of um, the campaign that Elizabeth Warren ran during uh, 2020 where she said... Uh, that Google, Facebook, and I feel like two others, I don't remember who now, uh, should be broken up. She had a graphic. It's in our graphics library somewhere. Um, this is kind of a continuation of that theory. I don't know that a single bill would manage to break up <laughs> a company like Google, let alone Google, Facebook, and whoever else they had on their target. Uh, but it is definitely... I think the thing that matters is that it's a sign of a shift, right, in in uh, legislation where they're actually looking pretty hard at Google instead of holding their hand a little bit like had happened in the past. What do you think, Abram? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, but I don't I don't see these things going anywhere. No. I just don't I just don't. I don't I don't think I mean whether I you know obviously there's some concerns about there's legit concerns about about a business as large as Google, which basically has the market power to make sure that like their advertising the advertising they sell uh their ad network their stuff does better than other people's uh but the i think i think they would have i think if the government is going to do something they would have to do they would have to do it with a bit of a softer touch because i just think that the it's not going to any attempt to break up a company or use antitrust law is going to be very difficult. We saw what happened with Microsoft 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I just don't foresee, I don't foresee with the balance of different courts that we have and, you know, who's sitting on them yeah. and the balance of power that we have there being enough of a consensus uh across the both sides of the aisle to yeah to do this even if even if let's say politicians on both sides of the aisle don't like just maybe dislike some of these companies like google or facebook uh i don't think that they agree on how to regulate them or with the idea of breaking them up right. so i think that the best that they could do is try to do things uh perhaps via consent decree or something like that like look you you got to take this small step to to ensure a little bit more fairness yeah uh because there's not there's just not an like in the eu there is an appetite for this in the eu there is consensus so we're going to talk about that one next (laughs) right there is consensus but in the u.s there's not and you need you need very significant consensus to make this type of a sweeping change to a large business because you need to make sure that, you know, first of all, when it goes all the way through the courts and it goes to the Supreme Court, uh, there's a good chance it'll be upheld. When, you know, the balance of power shifts and there's another party has more, uh, you know, more in charge because these things could take, you know, ye- you know, years and years and years and years and many election cycles yeah uh many election cycles to go through so yeah i i just i would not it's been it's been a long time since the the party that holds the white house manages to hold the house (laughs) um, yeah midterm so yeah the house the house is likely to switch in a year so they have a very short window to try and use a right, very then, slim minor, majority to to simply get stepped on right 12 right. months it, it just it's also it would yeah. have to make it through it have to make it through uh the the filibuster in the senate mm-hmm. right now yeah, yeah it's 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 not gonna it's not gonna they shouldn't even try it's not gonna yeah. happen so i, I totally wanna... agree but i think i think the ending platform monopolies act is more of a more of a political statement than it is an actual right. attempt at a at a successful bill. Um, 
right. to, to kind of show we're on to you. You know, it's, it, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a bit of a we're on to you statement um, more than it is that anybody expects this to go anywhere. Um, and I looked up the graphic, by the way. Uh, Amazon was the third company that I was missing. Her graphic was, it's time to break up Amazon, Google, and Facebook. Right. So. Right. Exactly. So it's it's just, it's un, it's it's unlikely to, to go anywhere yeah. because there's yeah. just not the, there would need to be a significant political consensus to do it. And there, and there absolutely is not. It is, yeah. it is, 100%. I think most people would agree. It is sad that they, it is, is of some concern that, one company has such a dominant position in search uh, because like search is the big application on the internet. And to be fair, Bing is not, Bing is, does not have a significant market share. Mm -hmm. There's really nobody else that a significant market market share. Duck, duck, go isn't worrying anybody. Right. Yeah. Um, Brave search isn't worrying anybody. Right, so I've been using Brave Search, and I really like it. <laughs> right, I mean, there's people who like these things, but the thing is, if you're a business, if you're running a business and you want your business to be found, and that's mm-hmm. what people care about, then you optimize for Google. You don't optimize for Bing. You don't optimize for Brave. You care right. about your rankings in Google. Right, absolutely. And as a multi-year, long-term Bing user, since before it was even called Bing, um, I, I mean, I have done optimizations on Plugins Live for Bing, but we focus on Google. I haven't, I have not, until the image, the screenshot that I grabbed for the header image of this article, I have not done a Google search in years. <laughs> so, um, and I still worry about optimizing the the website for Google. <laughs> So yes, absolutely, because it's it's the way to be found, and it's it's a shame. Um, but you mentioned the EU, and uh, it's it's our our next bit of this this story. The EU does seem to be a little ahead uh, of the U.S. If if we're saying that this is a, a slow moving arrow, which it may or may not be, um, the EU is way down the line on this topic because. They started an investigation in 2009 that filed charges in 2017 specifically about search um, and Google's uh, placement of Google shopping results, which at the time uh, was just a pay-to-play. It was just an advertising thing. It wasn't an aggregate like it is kind of today. Um, And... They prioritized Google search, no, Google shopping results inside of Google search. Um, uh, their equivalent of of an antitrust case was was filed in 2017. Google lost. Another appeal uh, was just lost this week, uh, upholding the 2.8 billion dollar fine. Um, Google only has one more possible appeal ahead of it. And that is to the EU's equivalent of uh, the Supreme Court, which they call the European Court of Justice. Um, and based on past track record and current sentiment in the EU, like Abram just mentioned, uh, it is unlikely that they will win there either. So $2.8 billion. I mean, it's a lot for you and I. It's 
less for them, but 2.8 billion is still a lot of money. That's uh, that's about half of YouTube's total revenue uh, this past quarter. So I mean that's a that, that's a that's a hit to the pocketbook. So they will almost certainly appeal. <laughs> we'll see if the uh, the court takes up the appeal or not. But I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't seem likely to me since, like you said, Abram, the sentiment there is is different than it is here. We will see, and as always, we will keep our eye on the topic. This week's DRM Not Included in F5 Live is probably powered by Amazon Prime. You know you get free shipping, but you get a whole lot more. You get free music with Amazon Prime Music. You get free TV, movies, and documentaries with Amazon Prime Video. You get free video games and a free Twitch subscription that you can use to help support our coverage uh, at Amazon Prime Gaming and a whole lot more. If you don't know how these features work or you want quick links, we've got those and a 30-day free trial if you're not already a Prime subscriber. And all of that is available by going to f5live.tv slash prime. Uh, I think Friday was Disney Plus Day. That means that Disney uh, followed in the footsteps of DC a month ago in showing off and announcing a lot of new content coming to their platform. Uh, They showed off Marvel stuff. They showed off Lucasfilm, mostly Star Wars stuff. Uh, Pixar and uh, Disney proper. All kinds of stuff. Um... And just like DC, like I said, there's a lot of things. Um, Agatha House of Harkness uh, on the Marvel side was the thing that that kind of struck me as uh, as the most interesting. I've I've always been a fan of of Catherine Hans. Um, everything she's ever been in, she's both funny and serious, and she's just a great actor. Uh, so more of her seems. Like a win to me. Uh, were you were you yeah, a fan of I her mean, character? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I know a lot of people really liked Wandavision. It was okay. I wasn't as excited for as I mean, I saw yeah. I watched the whole series. It, I mean, I wasn't as blown away by it as as others. I like some of the other ser- the other Marvel series that have come since then more like. Loki and I, uh, I felt Falcon like and she, Winter Soldier. I felt like she was better than the series. Yes, true, true. So I mean, I think pretty much any live action Marvel thing they put there, I will watch. So I'm sure I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm almost, I'm, I'm sure I will watch it. But I mean, I was more interested to see the latest look at She Hulk, which, sure. uh, which we knew was coming and. Mm-hmm. Ms. Marvel, which mm-hmm. we knew, uh, which we knew was coming. So, uh, but we got a little bit, very little bit more information on those. Yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that's good. Um, I, I a lot of animated forward, titles. I am looking forward to, for all the wrong reasons, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special because the Star Wars holiday special was such a disaster that. 
that Lucas himself has dedicated his life to destroying all evidence that it ever existed. Ah, except, except there is a great documentary on Disney Plus that I just saw yesterday um, called uh, Boba Fett Behind the Helmet or Under mm-hmm. the Helmet. And I think it just went up. Uh, I it think did. it's new. As part of Disney Plus it, Day. So. As part of Disney yeah. Plus Day, it was released. Because I think they're doing that because Book of Boba Fett show is, is coming on December yep. 29th. Right. So yep. being a, a, a big Boba Fett fan since since back in the day when I was uh, desperate to get a Boba Fett action figure uh, when they first came out, the uh, I watched that. And uh, the first the real introduction of Boba Fett was in the Star Wars Christmas special. So they were showing some footage from the Star Wars Christmas special in this uh, in this documentary. So. Yeah, they uh, that's sort of I mean, depending on whether you count a parade, that is the first appearance of Boba Fett. So. um, So, yeah, this I mean, obviously, it's going to try to be better than that. It's just going to try to be funny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And the fact that it's that it's, uh, you know, gun both behind the, the pen and the camera is good but that doesn't guarantee its success holiday specials are almost never a success from within within a universe it doesn't matter which one so i can't wait for that for that reason um the one that alante is most excited about is x-men 97 uh he was a huge Uh, fan of the original series and the idea that they are essentially picking up where they left off from what it sounds like they didn't give a whole lot of information but it definitely sounds like they're just picking up where they left off in the 90s and saying, go. Um, so that universe, new stories um, with hopefully that animation style, huge win. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about it ever since they made the announcement. Um, I am also interested in not the actual series, but what it means. Uh, the Spider-Man freshman year. Um, theoretically, the contract between the two uh, ends at the end of this movie, but this suggests that it doesn't. Sony and Marvel slash Disney have obviously worked out something because the details of the the contract extension were never really (laughs) uh, released publicly. So this means because this series is an animated series that takes place in the MCU and will be available as a Disney Plus exclusive um, detailing uh, Peter's life up to the first film. Which means... Oh, no. Which means that the two are obviously still working together, which I think is a good sign that we will continue to have our current Spider-Man going forward. And if we don't, that... Uh, that Miles, who was introduced, I think, in the first film, obviously as the intention to succeed uh, current yeah. Spider-Man, uh, will take over and that he will continue to be in the MCU. Hurrah. Um, yeah. Also, the Baymax series. If ever there were a, a Marvel character that deserved its own series, it's Baymax because that movie did not get any of the credit that it deserved. Uh, but there was a cartoon... Uh, 
a Big Hero 6 cartoon that was on for quite a long time that was based on the movie. So I guess yeah. I'm wondering how this will be different. Yeah, um, it, it should be interesting. Again, very little information about a lot of these new projects, and that's all we have is that there's very little information. <laughs> on Star Wars, we did get to see um, some more of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series um, with Ewan McGregor uh back in his old role uh that's going to be that's going to be popular it's going to take place between the end of revenge of the sith and the beginning of a new hope uh, almost exactly between uh 10 years after revenge of the sith and nine years before a new hope so literally almost dead set in the middle um a lot of people are excited about that there's a willow series coming now i've got this under star wars because i think it's funny uh the original movie which stars Warwick Davis, um, the StarWars.com website in like 2006 on April Fool's Day put up an article saying that it was confirmed that this movie took place on a particular planet in the Star Wars universe. Uh, and people were like, we understand this is a, an April Fool's joke and we don't care, canon. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, there's a series coming. Um, it is all but canon to be Star Wars. It is definitely Lucasfilm, though. So that's that's cool. Anytime we get to see Warwick Davis in action is always a treat. Um, under the Disney properties, though, um, apparently Disney hasn't gotten the, the memo that their live-action uh, remakes of classics have been weirdly received at best. So, Pinocchio! <sighs> They've done what they always do. They've front-loaded the cast with the likes of Tom Hanks, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Keegan-Michael Key. Um, but that Which one is worked. Pinocchio? A fair question. Um, Tom Hanks was the first Joseph name Gordon listed. Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Tom Hanks was the first name listed. Um, so, I don't know. I think Tom Hanks would be Geppetto. I don't know if this is this can't be it, because that's that's Tilda Swinton and Finn Wolfhard. Those must be something else. There we go. There are apparently two competing Pinocchio projects, both coming out in 2022, according to IMDb. Um, yeah, Tom Hanks is Geppetto. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Jiminy Cricket. Uh, Benjamin Evan Ainsworth is Pinocchio. Uh, obviously a child and not one that has been in anything that I've encountered. Yeah, literally in nothing, according to IMDb. Uh, so, I and I also don't know who... Oh, Honest John is Keegan-Michael Key. Anyway, um... The live-action adaptations have not been great, so I don't know. But staying in that <laughs> in that realm, Chippendale Rescue Rangers is going to be a film that's going to be a hybrid. Is it a film? Yes. Um, it's a hybrid, partially animated and partially live-action. Um, I, I don't know. I... I don't know. I also don't know about 
uh, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg as Chippendale. <laughs> yeah. The thing you just I mean, did with your eyes was all I needed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. They Every now and again, the thing is, your standards are... Well, I shouldn't say everyone's. My standards are much lower for movies I'll watch with my children than movies I would watch by myself. So... I have seen some movies that were sort of live action with animated characters in them that I would sort of scoff at as an adult, but we actually really enjoyed watching with my kids. So like the Tom and Jerry movie that came out earlier this year. Sure. Uh, really from every objective viewpoint is not a good movie, but, but my, but like my son loved it and sat through it and he sits through very few things. And so, and it, it did nothing to offend me. It was like, Oh, this is okay. This is cute. It's a cute idea. Uh, so I don't know this, this, like, you know, like we've seen the Smurfs movie and the Sonic movie and other movies where the premise is like, which sounds like this, that's what, that's what this sounds like. Hybrid live and animated, right? Yeah. Like they'll have an animated chipmunk and a live, live humans. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Sonic movie is kind of the realm that I, I see this living inside of. So right. hopefully there won't have to be a fan write-in campaign to get them to re-render Chip and Dale like there was to get them to re-render Sonic. Because, Do people oh my God. care that much about Chip and Dale? About see, the rendering of Chip and Dale? See, and as they the do thing. a Sonic? That's the thing, right? I don't know. Because this is... I don't know who this is aimed at. Is it aimed at my generation looking for a nostalgic retelling of Chip and Dale, or is it aimed at your son's generation? <laughs> I don't know. So that will determine I, I, the feeling. I think it's aimed at I think it's aimed at my son's generation, but they're thinking that the parents will turn it on for their kids because like, oh yeah, these are my cartoon characters. Like mm-hmm. that was the thing with me and, and like Tom and Jerry, right? I grew up watching Tom and Jerry cartoons. My son has not seen a ton of Tom and Jerry cartoons sure. before that. And, but I was like, Hey, Tom and Jerry, I like Tom and Jerry. We should watch Tom and Jerry together. So it's a kid's movie, but the adults will come through the door because with their kids, I think, yeah. I think it's parents. That's, that's yeah. what I think. That, that makes sense. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, lots of other stuff. Uh, I summarized some of them. Uh, Enchanted is getting a sequel. Disenchanted. Uh, Hocus Pocus is getting um, a sequel. Uh, 30 years later, uh, Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid is getting an animated series to complement the half dozen films that appear to be on Hulu. Uh, and then a whole bunch more. This is only some of the ones that, that stood out to me. They announced so much stuff that I obviously couldn't cover at all. Um, but it does look like the next 12 to 18 months are going to be pretty wild for uh, for Disney+. Plus. <laughs> well, that is our show. Thank you to those of you who joined us live. We always appreciate our live viewers. If you didn't and would like to in the future, uh, Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, f5live.tv slash join us. Uh, There you can chat with us, give us your feedback on the topics during the show. We always enjoy that. Um, Also, if you uh, join us over on Twitch or YouTube, 
um, and subscribe and hit the bell on YouTube or follow over on Twitch when we go live with our Plunkets Live Unplugged content. Uh, you'll get a notification about that. We've got more of that coming. I mentioned earlier that I, I might do an Unplugged with some of the Netflix games. Uh, we've also got more of our, our Blind React to Holiday gift guides hopefully coming this week. Um, also, a reminder that in the next probably 24 hours, um, the new tiers will exist on our YouTube channel. We've got our graphics all ready to go. Um, so the, the tiered subscriptions will get you access to this show, The Pilch Point, uh, without ads on a normal uh, on a normal week. Plus, during special events like CES, you'll get all of the content as it's edited, not as it's published. So you'll get stuff sometimes weeks ahead of the general public so definitely go check that out uh we de we definitely went with the uh red shirt blue shirt yellow shirt uh tiering system it will be the same on both youtube and on twitch so uh the subscription levels over on twitch uh will get you uh special emotes of the shirt colors which will be fun anyway lots of stuff coming up and i cannot believe that ces is so close uh i imagine we will probably be talking um, other gift stuff in the in the near future, possibly next week, maybe. Yeah, yeah, so. uh, yeah. With uh, Black Friday coming up, I yeah. think we'll be talking about. I will be want to be. I will want to be talking about that next week. Great. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, you can also, of course, subscribe to all of our shows. Pluckitslive.com/slash/subscribe. And with that, on behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Scott. I'm Avram. And we'll see you back next time. Ciao. Hey, you know what was nice about that? The, the internet didn't crap out at any point during the show. That's always good. Yeah, the... The studio network is completely shot. I've got to have I've got to have them come out during during our broadcast, uh, the the unplugged broadcast. It kept uh, dying, and we oh. we couldn't figure out why. And then afterwards, I went and did a speed test. I was getting a thousand down and three tenths of a megabit up. Wow! And now I can't get anything off of it. So. Yay! Computers. Uh, They're wonderful. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Always, always fun. That'll but, be part of this week, trying to get that fixed. Because right now, I've got... <laughs> I've got a blue Ethernet cable running from... The production computer under the desk out into the out into the office <laughs> to get us on the other network oh no yeah at work i'm on i haven't even tried to get the wi-fi to work at the office yet well i haven't tried to get to work on my work computer i just plugged into ethernet but uh oh yeah it's a blast <laughs> The new offices, our desks are so tiny. Oh no. We have like no, our desks are even smaller than they were before, if that's even humanly possible. <laughs>